<laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Conspiracy Playtime. This morning, as it is morning when we are recording this, we are joined by Teresa from Teresa, not Teresa, from the Spiritual Gangsters podcast. And if you are a fan of Conspiracy Playtime, you might recognize her also as one of the co-hosts of Nick other shows in why patriot and the occult rejects you've done both correct i have indeed okay yes. so i thought so <laughs> and uh she'll be talking today about a number of things probably but we're going to start with this recent i don't know it's not a festival it's more of a convention? conference yeah conference convention <laughs> and it's all about satan yeah. <laughs> Satan Con, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I'll let you take it away because I saw some pictures of it and I read some headlines. I never even like clicked on the article because it's just like everything's about cutting your dick off and worshiping Satan these days. So yeah. I figured I'd get around to it eventually. But when we were talking about what you wanted to discuss today, that was one thing that came up. It's not the main thing we're going to be talking about. The main thing is... I'm sure it'll be in the title of this by the time this comes out, is these uh, digital policing bills. I don't know exactly what to call them. Cybersecurity. Yeah. So each yeah. of our... Teresa is in Canada, so she's got one of her own up there. Mm -hmm. And we have the Restrict Act. That will be the main topic, but we'll also sideline and do some tangents. And we're going to start talking about the dark underlord him, <laughs> him or her or themselves the, the they them the they yes. wasn't what's the correlation with that because i've heard yeah there is a correlation legion on that, actually yeah so there's a i think it's in the gospel of mark in the bible there is a passage where jesus is casting out demons from this man and then he puts them into a flock of pigs like swine and he said, uh, the, the demon that he casts out, or he's talking to the man when he's still possessed. And the man says, we are legion and we are many. Referring to the demons. And he's and, probably uh, like, <laughs> Yeah, probably growling and like festering at the mouth and shit. <laughs> Anyways, um, so that's like, you know, in the Bible, demons are often referred to as like a they entity. Like it's a, an entity of multiple personalities in one. It's a they-them situation. They were the first, like, disassociated. So, right? is, is that why religious people don't eat pork? So, I do. <laughs> I love bacon. Um, but I, that is maybe a reason why in, I think it's Leviticus, we are told not to eat pork and also, like, crustaceans. Like, what? Uh, yeah, that. like shrimp. And like crabs and shit, you're not supposed to eat those. And I'm like, what? Like that is delicious. <laughs> Why would I not eat that stuff? I but, have a friend who's just like nothing. That's a bottom feeder. That's what they say. They say they're the bottom feeders of the ocean, so you shouldn't eat them because they're full of disgusting things. Pigs, I also heard, is too similar to humans. In like their skin and like genetics, like apparently we're like real close to swine. Well, it's the one thing that if you eat raw, I mean, you can eat any animal raw. You like, could. People do. 
I've yeah. been seeing this kick where people eat raw liver. Yeah, the the organs, right? But, like yeah. the liver king and shit. He's just yeah. like bull testicles. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if you do that with pork, you can get that, real sick. What's that shit called? It's like parasites. It's, it's yeah. It's starts with a T, I think, but it's like brain worms. Uh, tapeworms. No, it's maybe? like trick trichinosis. No, that's a that's an STD. <laughs> Trigonometry. <laughs> <laughs> that's a math that's i know it's like <laughs> anyway don't eat raw pig and if you do don't say yeah. you heard it here ladies and gentlemen yeah don't do it guys cook it well if you're gonna eat it for sure i mean i don't know but that's the thing it's like a lot of bible stuff i find is very um people pick and choose what yeah they, what they want to obey i don't think most obey. people burn chairs that women have menstruated in yeah that's a... i don't remember what passage that's in but yeah <laughs> it's a whole other thing but that is old testament so they say you know that jesus came and he's the new testament and the new covenant between man and god and you don't have to do any of that old stuff apparently so the story goes so the story goes <laughs> but yeah satan con is wild as fuck Sorry, can I swear on here? Fuck no. This is a <laughs> G-rated goddamn podcast. <laughs> you can say whatever you want. All right, cool. Yeah, you can even that. say stuff. If you say stuff that's not YouTube friendly, this episode will either not be on there or we'll get. So, yeah, this is this is a, uh, I think it's Davey Wavy likes to say, this is a free speech platform. Excellent. Good, because some of the things we're talking about later are very anti-free speech. So, I love it. Um Satan Con is weird and wild. So apparently it's like it happened on April 28th this year. So just uh, like last week or two weeks ago. Those were recording what? May 8th today. Um, and it was the largest gathering of Satanists ever in the history of the world. Over 800 people came to this convention. That's in the biggest? Apparently. The, of, I guess, people who identify officially as Satanists. I, th I thought that too. I was like, really? Well, That's I'm the just biggest? Think, I'm just thinking like your average Black Sabbath concert. But maybe not everyone <laughs> that goes is like officially. Of course they're not. I was being facetious right? there because uh, <laughs> I think they're more occultist than satanic. And I don't think that yeah. most of their fans probably even fucking knew what was what. Probably. Some were just there for the theatrics. Uh, Mr. Crowley. <laughs> Yeah, so apparently uh, over 800 people gathered at a hotel in Boston. Uh, Fucking Boston. Boston. <laughs> Beantown, as they call it, right? I've been there a couple times. I love it. I've heard it's great. It's beautiful. It's very historic. It's a cool place. But uh, yeah, so that happened. And they opened the ceremony with chanting Hail Satan uh, ripping pages out of the Bible and stomping on them and doing snow angels and all the pages and I don't know. They ripped a flag. I think it was an American flag, I would assume, but they ripped some sort of flag. Yeah. <laughs> and they said that it was um, tearing up symbols of oppression. So they're woke Satanists? They are extremely woke. Yes. This is the new Satan breed. Yeah, so, like, there is different forms of Satanism. I'm not sure if people are aware of that. Like, there's, um, you know, Satanists who don't believe in God at all, like any creator. There are ones that do. 
Um, so they think that Satan is the creator? I don't know if they think that Satan is the creator or that Satan is like... Do they the think Satan's real? I think some of them do, but I don't think you. I don't think you need to believe in Satan to be a Satanist. Well, what the fuck? Change your name then. I know, right? Because they kept saying this is not. Uh, this is not anti-Christian. This is not religious. It's like, yo, then what is it? Why are you call it? Well, by Satan its very name? definition, see, that's what I think is corny <laughs> about a lot of people that worship Satan. Yeah. Is. By the mythology, you you have to believe in the Christian mythology. Exactly, <laughs> right? Like you're you're enforcing the Christian mythology when you identify yeah, as you're such. You're just coming at it from the other angle. Yeah, I think though some people define it as like a worship of self. So like, okay, you, so what is the difference? you don't believe in like an authority to um, it's obey do, do what are do what thou will be the yes. whole of the law type shit See what thou so yeah. what is the difference between luciferianism and satanism is there one i don't know if there is i've heard people make distinctions and oftentimes it just sounds like people splitting hairs and going on little yeah. because uh i read the bible a long time ago i think mm -hmm. you're probably more familiar with it than i am Maybe not. You might be surprised. <laughs> well, what? There's not a lot of mention of Satan in the Bible. Not a lot. There's no. Lucifer cast from heaven, which is not a huge part. Nope. It's but brief. <laughs> then there's this whole mythology that sprang up around it, that there's hell. Hell's not mentioned often in the Bible either. No. Not as that name. There's a lake of fire. Lake of fire. Sheol. Okay, what's that? Sheol, I think, is in the Old Testament. You know and it's how like to spell it? S-H-E-O-L, I think. Okay. Sheol, Sheol, however you want to say it. I think it's like um, before there was heaven and hell. Like, uh, I don't know if that... I don't know. <laughs> it's this thing. I'm not an expert on the subject. But I believe it's a place where like the israelites believe that you went in the afterlife but it's sort of like a neutral like in um roman or greek mythology would be like the the plane what's it called the elysian plane or the i don't know that neutral place or just go when you die and there Where was like neither folks here, go when they die? <laughs> neither here nor there it was just like the afterlife hades the underworld you know so, so have you seen sling blade no <laughs> Sorry. You, know, you know Billy Bob Thornton's. He's like this retarded guy that, that murdered somebody. Okay. But there's a scene where he's like, some people like to call it hell. I call it Hades. There you go. <laughs> S H E O L, abode so. of the death in the Hebrew Bible. The term can be interpreted to mean either the literal place in which dead people are placed, i.e., in the ground, mm -hmm. or the ancient world's concept of the afterlife as a subterranean land of gloom and deep darkness. Book of Job. Ooh. In 21. So that, yeah, there you go. That's definitely hell sounding. Yeah. So okay. like before Jesus came to like open the gates of heaven, the belief was that people, souls would go to Sheol. And then. So it's like an interim. Yeah. Purgatory an interim. Maybe like a purgatory, perhaps. Just waiting on the gates to open up. 
a long line. <laughs> I don't really know for sure, but okay. Yeah. So in the Bible, does it ever say, as to your knowledge, mm -hmm. does it ever say that if you don't accept Christ into your heart as the Lord and Savior, you will burn in eternal hellfire? You know, a lot of the Southern Baptist types scare tactics and all that is that actually biblical to be honest i don't know for sure i know that it does encourage you to believe and that if you do believe you will be united with god in the afterlife that is the the general belief now <laughs> it's a whole other conversation like if you're um a Catholic, you believe that works are also involved. So not just belief that you have to like also do good things on earth. To See, if, secure... I, if I was a believer, I would le lean towards that. Right? Uh, yeah. Like, some people. All you have in... to do is the ritual and like go into the booth. <laughs> and if you're not yeah. diddled in there and you're like telling all your deepest, darkest secrets to some sick fuck. I never got diddled in there. So, uh, you have, know. Have you. As a child, did you do confession? Yeah. How did you feel about it? Uh, weird. <laughs> yeah. Did yeah. you feel like this is this is weird to be telling this somebody my 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 weird things that I do when I don't think anybody's watching? Because yeah. is that what it's about? Like he's the middleman between you and God. So the priest is supposed to represent Christ in that moment. He's supposed to in be in the like... moment of confession. Yes. In the moment of confession so uh that's the idea now i do personally this is just me teresa talking i do personally believe you could like repent at any time to god why the fuck not you feel you've done something and you want to speak with god sure of course why why couldn't you yeah what if you're I like do... hanging off a cliff <laughs> you're you're like, like i'm about to fucking <laughs> die is there, is there a preacher yes. in the house right like i don't i don't necessarily believe that you need that however I do think there is something to be said for the courage and humility that it takes to actually take yourself there, admit your shit out loud to somebody else. It's very nerve-wracking. And then once you've done it, you know, and the some priests are really great. Like some will like have a legit conversation with you. Some are just like, yep, you're forgiven, in the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, go and like say three helmets yeah, and you're done. They're like, like uh, I'm gonna <laughs> go, eat, like go home and eat bacon and <laughs> yeah. eggs, and I've got a long line out there. Right. But Why some do you will actually sin so much. Some will actually take the time, like if they feel, you know, that you need a little extra encouragement or something, they will take the time to speak with you as a human. Like it's nice actually. So, um, you know, I just think there's something to be said for humbling yourself to do that. And I think actually, whatever, if you want to call them the devil, Satan, whatever, I think actually that evil really hates that when you humble yourself to do that. It's a little bit different than just sitting in your bedroom being like, shit, God, that was bad and I'm sorry. That's easy. You know, not to say you shouldn't do it. You should still do it. <laughs> but, you know. There's something to be said for uh, the sacrament of confession. Are you active today in the in the Catholic Church? I am yeah. indeed. So yeah. you 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 take your kids into the box? I do. Well, actually, yeah. so my younger son, he's eight, and his first communion is this weekend coming up. So he just did his first confession, in, like in March, and then he'll be you know 
receiving the the bread, the host, for the first time on Saturday. Is there going to be 800 people in there? Uh, no, it's just, I was just doing a small thing. Yeah, I had a big thing like that. You gotta rival the numbers of the Satan Con. I know, right? (laughs) Well, at the the mass itself, there might be several hundred for sure, because it's just in like... So it's like the the, regular they, there's like a little private one after. No, so they just our church does it weird. And when I was a kid, you did it like just with your class, and you like just your parents and family were there. Now they do it in like the regular mass, and just like a few kids do it at a time. And it's I don't know. They say it's to like show the community, be the kids be part of the community. I'm like I just want him to do with his class. <laughs> Whatever. I digress. Well. So, I I tried church when I was little Uh because I, I don't know. I've never, never been an atheist, but when you were a little kid in America, middle America, white America, you thought your choices were atheism or Christianity, you know, as as a little kid, that's what you're presented with. Yeah. You know, my mom read us Bible stories like it was the stories next to it in another book on the shelf and we'd like my brother and i is this real you're like shit this is I, it might be <laughs> right. she would just say i don't know i you know if you want to go to church with your grandma and find out go for it and so i yeah. went with my grandma which was cool it was like a little old lady methodist church oh. and then i went with my cousins in my hometown and it yeah. was a little more hardcore and i just noticed like People walk into that building, pretend to be somebody for an hour, and then yeah. they, they walk out, go home, fuck their wife's sister, smack their kids around, whatever, you know? And yeah. to me, that's where I was like, okay, I, I saw it. I don't need it. And I then I learned that. about other things as I was older. And like, I think that having these rituals and having like a deep tie with something like what Catholicism is, and of course, everybody who's not Catholic looks at the Catholic church for all the fucked up reasons. That totally. And I understand it, that. Well, yeah, but you I could do. do that with anything. You certainly could. Yes. That's you what, could that's do what it, yeah. Politics in Hollywood. If people treated politics in Hollywood, like they do the Catholic church, I think I know who's got worse numbers. Yeah. So, <laughs> Catholic's that's been what, around a little bit longer. That's what I always say to people who, um, really hate on me for that or like um just bash the church in general and i'm not defending you know those uh what would you call them controversies i suppose um that's terrible obviously however anyone who is acting in that manner you know is not truly living their faith obviously you know and is not um a good representation of what the faith stands for clearly And I would also argue, you know, maybe there's a reason why people harp on the Catholic Church so much. Maybe it's been infiltrated, purposely set up. I mean, there's proof that pedophiles were put in the church on purpose. Communists were put in the church on purpose to enter the seminary to dilute the faith. Yeah, infiltrate and, you know, fuck up from the inside. That's always been a time. And why that one particular church the most? Not that it doesn't happen to other Christian churches. It does, for sure. But this one... A lot. <laughs> Why is that? I had this conversation with Jack Allen a few episodes back, and he's starting to think that maybe history was written the way it is because the Jesuits really aren't the bad guys. Who is okay? 
interesting. I know because nobody ever fucking comes at the at this with that in mind, and uh, so that's yeah. why. I, well, I, I could see I could see that in a way, but what was his like hypothesis? Just how so he's he's a huge uh, history fan, and mm -hmm. he's just been absorbing that stuff lately. He's also religious. Yes, and. He's been led to believe, and he's not made up his mind about this. This is just a thought he's been entertaining. Yeah. And uh, I think the reason I thought it was interesting is because history is written by the oppressors and the winners. And if you want to make somebody the bad guy, and it's always that same story, either they're really fucking bad and there's no debate about it, or you're sullying their name for good reason so and it wasn't just about the jesuits it was about everybody and i mean i think you could say that about the catholic church in general but uh there's just so much there's the pedophile stuff we were talking about there's the crusades that people always fall back on yes um sure. it's always the cross on the ships that came over i it just it was the institution of the day so yes, of course you, you any good or bad that happened in history whoever is like leading it and is behind the reins and i don't know i don't know a lot about the jesuits i just know what i've been told about the jesuits that's true and sometimes i do think now i'm not as you know um well versed on it as jack per se but i do think sometimes when we learn about conspiracy there's a certain narrative there that maybe is meant to lead us in a certain direction, possibly away from certain things that could be true. You know, like personally, I'll just like briefly my own little journey into faith. It's like I was raised Catholic, I'm Italian, so like, of course. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I always had questions about the faith, like confession as a kid. I'd be like, why do we have to do this? Why do we have to do that? I was never super accepting of things, but outside of the main tenets of the faith i was always like well why and why do we have to do that and anyways i questioned a lot and so as i got older i explored a lot of eastern philosophy too so i got very wrapped up in yoga um i guess you could call it some new age practices although i was never like super deep into that stuff but i liked the idea of buddhism hinduism like what those religions stood for and i actually felt very deeply connected to the creator, God, whatever you want to call him, through those practices. So I was always curious about that. Then over the last few years, I've sort of looked into occultism more, um, black magic, these kinds of things. And I'm like, okay, if that works and that's true, like occultism, etc., then by default is the logic that the opposite is what they're counteracting like this satan con right like you said by calling yourself a satanist are you not then by virtue reinforcing that there is an opposer to that and just that you don't like what that god says you just don't like it so that's why you're ripping up bibles and stomping on them and getting mad because you don't want to follow those rules right but maybe those rules, as difficult as they are, are actually for our benefit as humans. Yeah. Perhaps. <laughs> what did you so think? So that, that sort of led me back uh, when I learned about symbology, occultism. That sort of led me back diving into more like the traditional aspects of my faith. And being like, maybe there's some serious truth here. 
that conspiracy wants to lead you astray from, new age wants to lead you astray from. So that's sort of where my curiosity lies at the moment. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people have come to the conclusion that they see these dark practices that are going on and yeah those people that are doing them seem to very much believe in the creator of the bible yes like this the, the uh the mythological figure or not mm-hmm. and uh what did you think because i wanted to say this earlier and then you mentioned having flirted with eastern stuff yeah what did you think about the dalai lama telling that kid to suck his tongue <laughs> you know what i Again, I was like, well, you know, if that clip, I mean, clips can be taken way out of context, right? That's something we have to remember. I've heard people say the Pope said this, uh, you know, the head of the Mormon church said that, maybe. But when I where's, saw that... Where's the context for telling a kid to suck? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I was I want a like, context where that was okay, because, yeah, it is a fucking 20 It was weird. Video. It was super weird. Well, he's weird. like pulling the kid in and like, I mean, it, the whole thing was just like... Oh. Yeah, super but creepy. But the very people sure. that shit on the Catholic Church defended the Dalai Lama. This is what I'm saying, yo. This is what I'm saying. You, Sorry, you have to, like, see it everywhere. You know, like, um, NY and I have covered the Mormon Church extensively. That church is full of scandal, you know. Um, the Baptist Church, full, they're all full of scandal. Now... Does that uh, yoga too? When I was in the yoga world, there was a whole um, yoga is predatory. As some, some, I mean, it draws in that like cult kind of guy that like yes. I can have a harem of bitches that love me <laughs> totally. if I grow out my hair and have a little yeah. braid in my goatee. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of sexual weirdness that goes on in the in the yoga community, and no one community is better than another because we're all fl- flawed humans. No. Like we're all shitty. <laughs> to one degree or another so you know when people harp on on the catholic church i'm just like listen like unfortunately that's everywhere like even in workplaces like everywhere someone in, people gather and everywhere anywhere where someone has a position of authority over other people too often that gets abused that's not to say everyone that does have some sort of power or authority does that but a lot of times that ends up happening unfortunately you know, it's not exclusive to one group or another, sadly. Yeah, let's get back to these fucking nerds at SatanCon. <laughs> so Satanists. <laughs> they, you know what it reminded me of the the one I th- I told you I saw very little of this, but where they were ripping the Bible in half, it was like this <laughs> scrawny woman with like fucking little little bird arms. Well, yes. Don't have arms. It reminded me <laughs> of Nancy Pelosi's tearing Trump's speech in half. Oh my god, right? It was just like, hey! <laughs> you know, they, they had already like probably taken a sawzall through the spine so that it would just tear really easy. Totally, right? Like, how does that book tear so easily? But I couldn't tear a Bible, and I'm like a decently in shape man. <laughs> I think I could fucking do it better than she did it, but I still wouldn't be able to do it. Yo, for real. It's just that... so theatrical. like So theatrical, so over the top. The best part is that, like, I think... From my understanding, Satanists sort of define themselves as like wanting liberation, the freedom to do whatever they want, you know, not be told by anybody what to believe, what to do, what to think. That's sort of like you make an idol of yourself. 
than your own will, let's say. So it's just However, very, like a narcissistic. <laughs> extremely narcissistic, right? However, to enter SatanCon 2023 in Boston, you had to be jabbed and show proof. Uh-huh. <laughs> show proof of jab and had to wear surgical or N95 masks at all times. Shut the fuck up. So how is that pro Was the woman that was Liberty was the woman turning the Bible in half wearing a mask? Maybe uh, when you were on stage, you yeah, didn't it's, have to. It's but... just like politics, like the people telling you you had to. Oh my God. I like, don't... how is this? And even um, even NY Patriot, right? Like when he was in the OTO, he said that too. Like at the beginnings of COVID, it was very like pro all the things. Pro like BLM. It was pro like uh, let's wash our hands and stay six feet apart and, you know, all that. Right? It's like, yeah. uh, we how need does to, this We need to correlate? make flyers for George Floyd. I think that was the last straw for him. So. <laughs> Yo, for real. But I just found that hilariously ironic. So it is actually called the Satan Con. Satan Con. Boston Satan Con? Yeah. Satan Con 2023. <laughs> yes. I'm looking for... I the- saw... Uh, sorry to interrupt you. I saw oh, some... Statements by the Catholic Archdiocese of Boston, because they obviously, you know, had something to say about it. And they were just encouraging people to like pray against it, um, pray the rosary. Uh, they encouraged people to pray as opposed to protest. But there were some people who gathered from around the country and came to protest about the event. And they were like singing hymns and like praying outside the hotel and. I was like, damn, some serious, serious stuff. So I can't find a picture of the lady tearing the Bible in half. Oh, the, if I find it, can I screen share it here? Yes. Um, I think I have it on to where you can share. Yeah. So to, to what you're saying, so there was some opposition led by the the local and i mean boston boston's got deep irish catholic roots of course yes um it's probably why they chose that city you perhaps think right most people this was people attending the satan con from all over the world i i don't know if it was probably mostly americans but um yeah maybe that is why they chose boston yeah, Boston Satan Con prompts Catholics to respond with prayer and the gospel. Well, I think, you know. Why did Actually, sorry, um, a guest that I had on Spiritual Gangster, Zachary King, he's a former satanic high wizard, so he claimed. Really? Um, yeah. So he's, <laughs> interesting. He's, he's, he's not at all in Not anymore. anymore. No, now he's a Catholic. Right? So he has a newsletter that he sends out because he runs some sort of like ministry. And um, he was saying, please, like, pray against this event. And so he saw the significance in that also. He's very like, um, I think his main ministry is anti-abortion. So he helps like advocate for the unborn and stuff. Yeah. Interesting dude. Check the episode out if you want to hear his story. How long ago was that? Um, that was last year, last August. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, it's an older one. I I have listened to some older ones. Zachary Thanks. King. Zachary King. Okay, I'll keep that mm-hmm. one in mind. So, have you heard anything about this 
controversy right now about after-school Satan programs where the parents don't have to sign permission slips. I have heard about that. Yeah, Dusty yes. dug, this, dug this up last Wednesday on Disinfobation. My mm. other show, check it out if you're a twisted fuck. I don't know. I think <laughs> I, I think I have some overlap, but I also think that like a lot of people <laughs> don't appreciate it. I always uh, say it's, it's a, the place it's you a... go if you want to say the most fucked up thing on your mind. But anyway, it's uh, a fun time. It's a good. It's a fun time. Check it out. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Dusty dug up this story about this after school Satan program. So I didn't know how big it was. We we talked about it for a few minutes. But I, when I was searching for that woman tearing the Bible in half, mm-hmm. this picture came up. Hellraiser's largest ever gathering of Satan worshippers comes to Boston. So it is attached to this con, but then it, this guy must be promoting that after-school program by the looks of this projection oh, behind him. I think that's a projection. Looks like, yeah. And look wow. at him. He looks like fun. <laughs> he looks like that kid that got too many wedgies. And looks he's... like his name is Damien. It's got a fucking contact lens in. Yo, for real. That's got to be theatrical. After school Satan, everybody. Look, and it's like the one eye. It's him. Right? Got the spiral and the... God. Spiral. We got one eye emphasized. We got horns. We got a a cane. We got a pentagram with Baphomet's head. This is Elon Musk's Halloween costume. Right? Holy shit. Rosemary's baby always has to make an appearance. <laughs> Fucking Rosemary's baby. Oh my god. I think some of the seminars at Satan Con 2 were like um pro like trans like in uh exploring your gender fluidity through satanism um or some of the other ones. Oh, they were also doing unbaptisms and renewing marriage vows to Satan. But yet, it's not religious, guys. How many spouses no. does Satan have? <laughs> what is, is he a polygamist? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Oh, God. The what devil's are, a Mormon. <laughs> what are the rules in a satanic marriage? Are there is there guidelines? You have you, to... You can fuck as many people as you want. <laughs> no missionary <laughs> position allowed. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's fucked up. Anal on Sundays. <laughs> Mandatory. It's in the Peg- pegging, not not the girl doing anal. The guy oh, has to do anal. Sh- oh, shit. There All right. Go. So there was an lo- uh, overlap. You've mentioned this a couple times now of this wokeness. Woke, ah. woke. In my mind, Satan's a badass. That's the representation of the 1970s metal music and all that. Yes. Sa- Satan's not a fucking woke pussy. No. But maybe now he is. Maybe. Oh, wow. There's a new Satan in town and he's not binary. Or they are. Sorry. Wait, wait. <laughs> no, that, that, that's actually like a theme from the past two. You know, like, uh, what's it called? Glam rock? Yeah. You know, when like, like Bowie? Bowie. Yeah, like Bowie would dress up as like, uh, you know, male and female. Yeah. Very androgynous. A lot of the big rock stars would do that. They'd be very like wearing makeup, the super tight pants, like. Then they have their shirt undone. Like it's like both male and female. Prince is another 
Prince? great example of that like maybe well see i think there was some authenticity with like freddie mercury and people like that that really were living who they were on stage bowie has since well he's dead but in well, the like last decade or so of his life he talked quite openly about regretting the the messages and the occultism that he oh, did he really yeah oh, i did not know that well i mean i don't know i ever heard him say sorry or anything but he was open about what was going on he admitted that this is mm. a cultist i was being steered mm -hmm. his music in the end was more of like a kind of a story about that like i don't know if you you ever listened to dark star and they did black like star dark star is it dark star okay yeah no i have is it no or is it black seen... star i feel like it's black star but i you mean you might be you might be right you're uh, probably right no, i'm thinking of the dark star orchestra as a fucking shitty grateful dead cover band <laughs> i think it is black star because that i mean and it's yeah, got, black star. yeah it's like a st weird story it's like a mm -hmm. concept album and the guy from dexter did the broadway play which, oh no way! He sings just like Bowie. If you haven't ever checked out Princess Goes to the Butterfly Museum, it's a band, and he's the okay. lead singer of it. It's got no. the drummer from the Wallflowers and the guy that does like guitar and keys and stuff. He was with Blondie, uh, uh, like their second or third iteration. What a mishmash! Oh my god! Yeah, they god. were all doing Broadway together, and the other two had been writing music together, and then. Dexter guy come Michael C. Hall comes along and was like, Yo. You guys looking for a singer? And he's I think he's one of the better actors out there. He's better at singing than he is acting. It's like wow. his true talent. That's Princess impressive. goes to the butterfly museum. Write that down because I'm gonna write about to write it's down. glam rock, like meets kind of just modern day rock. Uh-huh. But he's definitely Bowie influenced. Very interesting. Yeah, so maybe that that androgynous spirit has been through rock and roll for a long time. Well, and then you got like, so you have the glam rock, but you move into like the hair bands and shit of the 80s where it was like, perm your hair, wear your sister's pants, and right. like fingernail polish. and Like, how is that sexy? I well, know. it was because people were told it was. <laughs> and right. women loved Motley Crue and shit and... Mm -hmm. rat <laughs> like all these obscure bands that i don't know but there was a sh i mean it was just a dime a dozen and yeah. it was like the next step in that androgyny but yes. i don't see I, I always talk about tavistock ever since i've learned a little bit about it and it's all just formula like Mm -hmm. there, but this stuff wasn't organic and a lot of people thought it was like sticking it to the man it's like laurel canyon all over again just nope the man created it so you sticking it to nobody <laughs> okay so it's back to satan con and i don't know how long have we been going i don't know a bit i don't know what time we started we started a little late See, that's the thing. I can't tell how long we've been recording. But do you want to <laughs> keep talking about this or wrap up on it and move on to the the, the bill? Or... Well, I think, yeah, we could probably transition into the bill because it goes along with that, like, woke culture, this, like, you know, cancel culture, so to speak. I don't want to hear anything I disagree with. Yeah. <laughs> right? So actually, um, interestingly, part of my, I guess you could call it awakening, although I was like always somewhat awake for a long, long time, but pertaining to specifically to COVID, 
um, what really tipped me off to a lot of things was starting to see censorship in media. And I was like, whoa, whoa, because I come from a Fucking background. blatant, too. Very blatant. Um, my degree in university was media studies. So it was very much like um, journalism, kind of, but Is mostly that like what the you were theory. leaning towards wanting to do? Did you yes. want to be? Okay. I wanted to either be a journalist or go into advertising. You because I, talk about right? Satan, <laughs> right? <laughs> Just kidding. I didn't. I didn't do it though. See, hey. I didn't because I couldn't. My degree was such that, like, I learned that basically all governments, media corporations. Uh, and politicians, they just work together to fuck us over. That's what I learned in four years. So why would I want to go work for that? Why would I want to participate in that? I mean, what I should have probably done was become like an independent journalist or like a guerrilla journalist, you know, been like the Monica Perez of like Ooh, the early 2000s. I'm a, I'm a fan. <laughs> Something. I love her so she much. She was yeah. one of my, like when she came on Conspiracy Playtime, that was a big name. I was like, okay, Talking uh, to Monica Perez is like we're we're somebody, Jeremiah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I just had her on uh, Spiritual Gangster. Oh, nice! It's I can't wait to hear that because she's really Catholic too. Yeah, she's like yeah. she's definitely um, religious. I don't think we got into that too much, but oh, really? Yeah, yeah she more oh. so we. Uh, well, I was more so interested in like her media career just because like uh, sort of like geeking. So you out. talked about her days in Atlanta and all that. Yes, yeah, like on the radio yeah. and stuff. I probably should have like tried to do that more actively. My response to like learning about all this corruption was like well i'm just gonna like do what i like i'm just gonna pursue things that bring me joy i did work in advertising for like two years so did you lose your soul yeah i was like this is soul sucking <laughs> like this no, i mean is literally no, like, <laughs> so my job i used to work as a media planner which is like the people who plan out the campaigns it's very mathematical it's extremely boring um, you have a budget and then you allocate it to like different types of media. So yeah, from what I understand, advertising is very boring on that. Like there's not like not everybody's mad men level. No, like, it's not there's like, like that where the sausage is made and that's kind of where you were like doing the, the boring Yeah. Stuff. So I had like learned the theory in university. Then I did like a postgrad one year as a copywriter. So I was like trying to be a creative, you know, with like writing scripts and like taglines and stuff. Very hard to get a job in that. So I ended up being a media planner and uh, working on craft foods, which is like mac and cheese. Oh, with butter, a K. Craft, craft with a K. Yeah. Uh, Jello. <laughs> that and Moosehead beer. It's a Canadian beer. I know those Moosehead. Were, yeah. Those were my two like main clients that I worked on with a large team. It wasn't just me by any means. Am I going to get sued um, for this? No. <laughs> it's just a long time Did ago. you have fun there? I did have fun. I mean, it's a fun it's job. and. In the sense that, like, you get invited to a lot of parties, you get a lot of gifts, because the advertisers are always trying to, like, sweeten you. So you had, like, a closet spend money. full of craft mac and cheese just packed <laughs> no. full. No, not from your client, from, like, other, from advertisers. So, like, magazine people and, like, TV people. Like, you'll be invited. That's why I met Donald Trump because of that job. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we went to this thing called, they're called Upfronts. They're like when you preview the TV season coming up. So you get invited to that. And then I think it was for like global TV, which is in Canada. And they had The Apprentice as one of their shows uh, coming up. I think it was like the first or second season. Like it was new. 
and he came and, and like gave like a early speech. On yeah, he came and like gave a speech, and he was very charismatic. Did he seem like, presidential? Uh, I don't know if I would say presidential, but he certainly grabs the attention of a crowd. Did you shake his hand? I did. What was it like? It was firm, <laughs> dude. Have you seen that episode of King of the Hill where no. Hank meets George W. Bush? No. And he has a limp handshake. Ew. And so he's like, I can't. He's like having this existential crisis. He's like, <laughs> Peggy, I can't vote for a man with a limp handshake. You really can't. And then he's like, but I can't vote for Al Gore. He's like, I have to vote. And it's it's so anyway. So Trump had a real firm handshake. Very firm. It looks like his his dad would have told him when he was young, like. You do a limp handshake, no one's going to respect you. It's true. You know that like, he, he does like, that thing where he pulls... He like, pulls real, you, yes. He pulls you he, a bit. He's very commanding. It's aggressive, yeah. He's very alpha, like major alpha energy. That's so. what a lot of people loved about him, especially after Obama. I know? get it. I get it. I, as soon as he announced he was running, I was like, he's for sure. He's winning. That's oh, really? I, I, I called yeah. it later on than that, but a lot of people were just in such denial about what was going on. No, he's reality TV star. America is reality TV. Politics is reality TV. That's all it oh. is, and he's the proof of it. He's the, he's the leader of that shit. Zelensky. So. Right? Yes, he's America's Zelensky. <laughs> there you go. All right. Exactly. So you, having this background, you saw this censorship going on during COVID, yes. and you you understood how they were pulling it off, probably more yeah. than other people did. I saw it early on. I would say I was like mildly concerned for like a week, <laughs> like in March. I was like, oh, maybe this is serious. I was open to it. Maybe yeah. it was a thing. <laughs> maybe it was a thing. And then as Until soon as I saw- you see the way they're selling Right. It. Like the the repetitive nature of the reporting. So like they use certain keywords over and over as they do with anything that's highly narrative driven. Um, and then I would literally like sit there and like listen for the numbers that they would give. Like I'd have a pad of paper and be like, okay, they said this many people sick, this many people died. And then like run the numbers. And I'm like, that doesn't even add. It doesn't make sense. They're just like throwing all these statistics at people to confuse them. And it sounds really bad and scary, but then when you would like go back and compare that to like flu numbers or statistics from previous years, it actually wasn't that bad. No, and, like, and they also had <laughs> the, when somebody would die in the hospital, of course, with the PCR test, anybody's testing positive for COVID. So everybody right. dying is, going, is becoming a statistic. And totally. I actually, early on, I was at my mom's house. They had just closed the NBA down. I had planned to do this trip. I was sitting in the sauna at the YMCA and I just <laughs> heard people saying the NBA just shut down. I went to the grocery store to get some stuff for it looks like a goddamn movie. Yeah. Like there's people. Yeah, I just want snacks for the road and I see people frantically filling uh, grocery carts with toilet paper and I was just going something's fucking happening. And yeah. I told my mom when I left a week later. <clears throat> They're going to have us all in masks. And I knew because masks had just become like Billie Eilish started wearing masks. Remember that? Like 2017, yeah. 2018. That was part of her, her outfit. Stick. And then they had these new emoji. Emo, is it emoji or emoticon? Uh, like the filters? The No, like the, the smiley faces. All the smiley faces. Oh, yes. fuck. And the Snapchat filter, too. Yeah. When did there that was start? filters, like I think, prior. Yeah, 2018, prior. 2019. Yeah. 
I also was going back because um, I teach Zumba part time, so I listen to a lot of like Latin music, and like some of the music videos from like Daddy Yankee and like Nicki Jam, 2018, 2019, Bad Bunny, all masks, that style of mask, and you'd think that it was kind of like ooh, it's like a rebel vibe or like we're going on dune buggies through the desert with our masks. Yeah, on. no, Nights. it was. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was literally just like for a fashion statement of some sort. And coming I was down like, the pipe. Yep, coming down the pipe. Okay, exactly. so what were some things for you other than like the you were writing down statistics and keeping track of that? Mm -hmm. What did you notice with because your country early on was pretty gung ho? Oh, yeah. I feel like yeah. I live in a part of the world where we had the luxury of i wasn't gonna go into a store and get arrested if i didn't wear a mask yeah you were fortunate i was gonna get glares <laughs> and i did mask up for a while but at a certain point i said "Fuck this Good. the studies are out the n95s are gonna protect you if you want them mm -hmm. i was done with it putting a piece of cloth over my face i always thought was very ritualistic and very like really? uh emasculating and it's like you know this isn't doing anything but you have to do it and going to restaurants was what sucked my soul out of my body like i have to wear them on the way to the table are you guys fucking retarded no for real but like, i take you, it off at the table the the way they virtue signal about it like though you stand if you there was waitresses that were acting like nazis like if you were your ass cheeks lift from this seat. If your mask isn't on, then you're getting your ass lectured and threatened to get thrown out. Rest <laughs> grocery stores people wouldn't throw me out, but restaurant people were like throwing people out left and right for mainly just bitching about the rules. They'd be like, yeah. get the fuck out of here then. Yeah, so Toronto is where I live, and it was literally like libtard Nazi central of Canada, I think. There was a few hot spots that were really bad, but I think we were among one of the worst in the world. Canada and Australia, I think they do that because we are part of the British Commonwealth and we don't have guns. Like, you know, it's not normal for people to be armed here. Um, we are very much a culture of like politeness and like acceptance and, um, you know, it's a it's a melting pot of uh, no, sorry. What would I what would I call it? You guys are a melting pot. When you go to America and you immigrate to America, you become an American, right? When you come to Canada or Australia, you can retain your original culture and ethnicity much more easily and just become like a productive citizen of Canada. But you're still like Italian or you're still Arab, you're still Persian, like whatever it is, right? So. We're very much like coexist with all these differences in a relatively peaceful manner. So we're very much like go along to get along kind of people. And I think that's why they test out a lot of this shit on our two countries specifically more so because they know that the people are very like much pushovers and like wishy-washy. <laughs> We're just like, oh, well, I don't want to like offend the shopkeeper. I understand like it's their store. So I'm going to be polite and put my mask on, you know, and I just, I tried not to sometimes. I remember going into a drugstore uh, with my kids when they, the first week they passed the mandatory masking. I think it was July or August, 2020. In the, in the summer of all things, like, so anyways, it's a whole other thing. And I literally was harassed by four or five employees 
with my kids in tow. Like, they made me cry in the store. Yeah, it was like a whole thing. And I was like, I cannot do this every time I need to go shopping. So I got um, one of those, like, really thin, like, cheesecloth kind of masks that was ones. black. Yeah. yeah. One like, that you can breathe through easier. Yeah, a girl I know was making them. And I was like, if we absolutely have to mask, this is what I'll wear. And no one will say anything to you because you just have the stuff on Yeah, your they're face. just glancing at you real quick. They're not going to examine, yeah. like, what kind of mask you're wearing. Yeah. Although, Although actually... <laughs> public transit here, we had to do N95s. Oh, you had to, eh? And yeah, my That's car weird. broke down because I was already at the point then where I was like, fuck this. But you absolutely... I mean, I live 20 uh, minutes away from where I work. So it was either pay for a taxi or get on that fucking bus and suck it up. So Ugh. I was wearing an N95 at one point. But when I first rode the bus, I had the, your face diaper type mask. And the guy's like, nope, we have signs all over the bus. And I was wow. like, can, can I just like get on this one time? So I had to like go back to work. We have N95 masks because I make soap and uh there's a lot of fumes sometimes yeah and that's like so the reason why you wear one got yeah. the next bus and i wore that oh. fucker for a couple days while my car was getting fixed so anyway you were pretty much bullied into to like just complying it sounds like yeah and i you know some people who really stood their ground but it was diff very difficult here to do that um you know my oh one time i got kicked out of the optometrist for wearing the wrong type of mask that was a whole thing i showed up with my it was my kids appointment and they were not my kids were stronger than me your kids were like fuck off my kids were like no <laughs> yeah i'm raising some Good fucking aliens man they're awesome my kids they're are like so i'm not putting cheesecloth on my face mom no like they would they would wear the like the gator you know like the neck thing that you put up over your face they were okay with that if they had to but uh the optometrist was like no you need to put on like the medical one and my son was like, no, he's like seven years old. He's like, mm -mm, nope. And I was like, in one part, in my mind, I was like, can you just like do it so we can like get this appointment over with? But then the other part of me was like, good for you. <laughs> I was like so proud. And we left. I was like, you wasted our time. You never told me that I had to show up with a certain type of face cut. Like it's so insane. Honestly, that's a whole other thing. Anyways, the point is Canadian culture at the time was very pro woke this is being pushed you know by the trudeau government absolutely i mean i don't know if the conservatives here are any better i think it's kind of like two wings of the same bird situation conservatives in canada are kind of like <laughs> what would you say in america group would like maybe the like moderate uh, like yeah. like right-leaning democrats yeah, exactly. It's like not as extremely polarized as it is in your country, I would say. And it's funny because um, the Ontario provincial government, so basically like a governor, he's called a, the premier. He lives really close to me and he's an ultra conservative family, but he conceded on so many things. He didn't help the situation at all. He was in, in you know, cahoots with the federal government for all the things the whole time. Um, and actually, to tie it back to Satanism, I remember early on I had posted something on my Instagram about how um, ritualistic, like, the masking is. And that, you know, Satanists will cover their face when they do rituals and standing, you know, in, like, a circle, like, six feet apart or 
around there or whatever. And this one girl had messaged me and she's like, don't bring the Satanist into this. And I was like, who else would it be? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Right? Mandates <laughs> make for strange bedfellows. <laughs> Odd, honestly. I mean, it is very, yeah. very occultist. A lot of the stuff involving the rules and yeah. arrows pointing down the fucking grocery aisle. That one for me was like, and then the dots that you and then the line to pay. I just like purposely stand not on the dot just to be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. I know. Like there's people with OCD who don't step on cracks and shit, you know, when they're walking. Right. So, um, <laughs> God, there's yes. something about that, about the fucking grocery store. Like I, I would Very not ritualistic. to fucking ordering goddamn delivery groceries and that stuff like I, no. I i saw the world shifting that way during covid and i knew it already was and those of us who are in this world of conspiracy mm -hmm. and analyze stuff know that they want a technocracy but yeah i saw more progress in 2020 moving towards that um virtual schooling yes i was like so frustrated with the schools i pulled my kids out for two years and i was like you teachers are so fucking dumb like you want this virtual schooling because you think you're protecting yourselves and protecting your students meanwhile like ai is gonna take over your job bro why do you need a teacher you can just have an ai talking head and you might as well because that thing's not going to try to make them transition hopefully Yo, honestly, will but i might be more comfortable with that than, but like, if you like look at chat gpt teacher. like imagine uh <laughs> Teach GPT. <laughs> oh Imagine God. what that's going to be like. It's going to be like, what are your preferred pronouns? Have you considered slicing <laughs> your dick in half? That's when you're in third grade, though. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. You got to be at least nine for that shit. <laughs> yeah, especially in Florida. I mean, there's like a cutoff, which yeah. I, I was like, DeSantis is going hog on this, but he also is like, okay with fourth graders being fucking groomed or what? So anyway, um. Yeah. yeah, I didn't want to... I still made myself go out and do my own fucking grocery shopping. Good. Even when yeah, it was same. at its worst. Because I didn't want to fucking... And, you know, the gig economy was helping people out. Who, because that was one way people... But still, I don't want that transition to happen in my lifetime. And it... Same. It yeah. is. It's already kind of here. To, I still try to pay cash for things as much as I can. Enjoy it while you can. A lot of people don't want cash anymore, which is nuts to me. Um, like certain stores and restaurants they're like no no we're cashless now and i'm like and i will never shop here again you know Thank what pisses you. me off so this is <laughs> this is my phone yeah oh you got I, a flip phone yeah i got rid of my fucking smartphone after it broke because i just was like oh i hate this thing and I, you, I walked in i was like if they have flip phones still so i mean i wasn't trying to make a statement i just don't like it I feel it's like it's a form of resistance. It really well, is. I just don't like having a little tiny computer on me at all times. And that thing still is, even. But Basically, anyway, yeah. I walk into restaurants now sometimes and they have the little what's that thing the called? Menu, QR code. The yeah. QR for, code. For a menu, you can't unless you have a fucking smartphone. Yo. And so then you go up and you're like, I'll just have a fucking hamburger or you leave. Because <laughs> yes. I can't see the fucking menu. And like usually yeah. I'm not alone. But uh, my, my uh, so the mother of my future child, she has a smartphone, but we went mm -hmm. out to eat a while ago and she was like, I'm not fucking doing that. No. I was like, awesome. I can't. But 
let's let's resist together. So yes. anyway, um, <laughs> let's get back to you and Canada and some of these things you're noticing and move moved yeah. more towards the censorship because it's all leading there, people. We promise. <laughs> yes. So, uh, so I did notice that a lot um, on the news. Like they wouldn't have, you know, the opposite opinion on expert panels. It was all very like. And if they ever did, it was only to demonize. <laughs> totally. They wouldn't let them speak. And I was like, no, something is afoot here. Well, this just a, a side tangent. Did you see what they, and I'm not a fan of RFK Jr. I think he's a wolf in sheep's clothing, but have Same. you, have you seen what they just did to him on MSNBC? I believe. No. So they interviewed him mm -hmm. and then so you go to watch the interview and the host said the following interview is with rfk jr and there are moments where he uh delivers mis misinformation i'm paraphrasing horribly but she basically said he said un untrue things about the vaccine he said untrue things about the pandemic not hey we're gonna show you what he said and offer a rebuttal of why he's wrong they just flat out said he talked about these two things yeah that part of the interview has been cut out wow wow this is very dangerous he's yeah. he's called himself the trump of the democrats oh god and I, it's what he is he's coming in and people are like oh this is interesting honestly i think he's might win i'm just gonna call it the now. same i me and Dusty are saying the same thing. Like yeah, I, he's perfect. When I and he's a global agenda, like uh, climate. He he wants to like lock up global warming deniers. Yeah. He still hasn't addressed saying that. When people like Kim Iverson, who I like, asked him about it about mm -hmm. his, and he's like, my school, my I've never changed. I've always said that blah blah blah. The the answer is the free market. So fucking everybody's jizzing in their pants. And I'm like, yeah, but what about the time you said? You would lock up global warming deniers. And he was talking in this about the Koch brothers in this particular clip that I keep circulating because I think people okay. should see it. And it's like, yeah, in that context, so fucking what? Mm. You think he's going to stop with the Koch brothers if he has the power to lock up people? Yeah, well, and like Allison McDowell, she's a great researcher who has a depth, uh, a wealth of information on RFK Jr. and the things he's involved in corporately. So... Check out her work on YouTube. I think her channel's just under her name. But yeah, that's where I've learned a lot about him like uh, recently. And I'm just nice. like, Whoa. I didn't know she's doing that. I'm going to definitely look in that. Yeah, she's an uh, amazing researcher. And she yeah. goes into a lot of like the future of these plans that they're laying the groundwork for now. Um, so yeah, in Canada, we have a lot of censorship. Uh, we already had that. But now it's official. <laughs> we just got a law passed um, called Bill C-11. Um, so this is basically an internet censorship bill. Uh, the government can control and regulate all content online. Um, so I think, you know, a lot of governments do that anyway, but not maybe to the extent and legally, you know what I mean? Um, so apparently a lot of content creators that I follow on Instagram who are more like truther type people have noticed that these are all Canadians, Canadian ones have noticed that their engagement and story views have gone way down since the bill passed. So that's interesting. And then one girl did an experiment where she got a VPN and set it to the US and now her stuff is like being way more seen again. Is there so 
I do. We will, as it comes up, talk about the Restrict Act. But the Restrict Act is talking about straight up uh, criminalizing VPNs. So under C11, that's still allowed. Yeah. So I think I haven't read the whole bill myself, but I have not heard anyone say anything about VPNs. So I think it's more just like government regulation of content in general. So in Canada, we have something called the CRTC, the Canadian Radio and Television Commission, I believe it stands for. So, so it's like the FCC down here. Yes, exactly. And um, they are in charge of like giving guidelines on how much like Canadian content should be viewed and seen. The reason for this, when I learned about it in school a long time ago, is because a lot of what we see as media, TV, movies, videos in Canada is very American, right? So your guy's best export is your culture, your visual culture. Well, your media culture well <laughs> it's you know it, it we have a lot of the same stuff you guys have here i'm sure so. i'm not i'm saying it used to be our best export oh <laughs> it's not so much our best anymore yeah but um so the reason for the crtc to regulate things was to at least have like 25 percent or 30 percent. i don't remember the exact number content that canadians see be canadian made entertainment equity Yes. So like on the radio, for example, we will have, you know, all these songs and then at least like three per hour have to be a Canadian artist. Oh, and thanks also, by the way, for Gian Gomeshi. Remember that fucked her? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> at least I, I used to listen to they would have NPR on at work and then yeah. we, would, we would cut to the CBC in the afternoon and we would go. I think it was fucking his show was called Q, wasn't it? It was called Q. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Gian Gomeshi, and I like to punch bitches in the face right in the middle of sex without warning them about it. Like, he was such a creep, you could tell. Yo, he's like, always been a creep, creepy like he, weirdo. He always acted like he was so, like, with it, and then you found out. Ooh. Oh. Anyway, Ooh. Yeah. different, different yeah. stories. So, yeah, the CBC, I, I, I've listened to quite a bit of it. Okay, so, yeah, you might have, a, like, a better understanding than most of this. So, CBC is Canadian Broadcast Corporation, for anyone who doesn't It's kind of like the BBC of Canada, because they have a magazine or a fucking channel yeah. and a radio station, right? It's all Yeah, TV. they have radio, TV, um, I don't know what else. I think that's the main stuff that they do. Online presence. They, they write articles, like, they have a, a journalistic, like... They do. Kind of, kind of corner of the market up there. Yeah, so that's like government funded, obviously, like directly. Whereas yeah. like Bell Media or would be our other probably major media Bell? provider. Yeah, so they own properties like CTV, which is like all over the country. Um, newspapers. The other one might be uh, Shaw, which I think owns. I don't know if it's Shaw. It might have another name. They own like Global TV. Anyways, there's like two or three main like media providers in canada are but they CBC all state are they all what state funded uh no so those ones would be private and then oh, cbc is like oh the state funded like <laughs> so i actually e know Elon someone gave him a sticker <laughs> did you see that oh yeah and he said like he changed it to like 69 percent. yeah because they funded. said yeah they said we're only such and such and he's like okay i don't have a problem clarifying <laughs> that because like he said the same thing about npr yeah, they could have came out and said, but we're only like such and such percent because their their funding has been cut a lot recently. Yeah, so they're like down around like ten percent. Yeah, so he changed it. I think because they said they were less than seventy percent government funded, so he changed it to sixty nine percent government funded. Uh, of course, on he took bio. that. He's obsessed with sixty nine <laughs> and four twenty, like a little fucking 
a kid that he is. So, <laughs> Rosemary's baby. <laughs> Rosemary's little fucking juvenile delinquent. Oh, God. Running yeah. rampant. So basically this bill, I heard about it in the works for quite a long time, but now it's officially been passed. Uh, so in Canada, we have like our parliament and then we have Senate. So now it's been passed through the Senate and is now law. So it's really scary, <laughs> to be honest. Um, it's a severe censorship measure and it's basically um, censorship disguised as national inclusion, I would say. Um, so yeah, the government can regulate user-generated content. Obviously, they can already regulate, you know, major TV and media. And also, the CRTC has the ability to interrupt programming with Canadian content. So if you're like watching Netflix in Canada, you could have like all your recommended stuff is now magically like Canadian content. Okay, so they won't just, like, you won't just be, like, watching Squid Game and all of a sudden it cuts to Trailer Park Boys? Apparently that is possible under the bill. Really? <laughs> right? I mean, Trailer Park Boys is funny. The only thing I could think of as, <laughs> as an example. Slater That's Kenny. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, Slater Kenny is another one. Yeah. I mean, Canada has, like, some cool shit. It's just... I like stuff from Canada. Yeah, Shit's Creek is Canadian also. That's, That's a funny right. one. Dan Levy is Canadian. I don't know if a lot of people know that. Is um, Eugene Levy Canadian? Yeah. Okay. I, I love know. the uh, Christopher Guest <laughs> mockumentaries with like Best in Show and yes, all yeah, Eugene Levy's. So funny. Eugene Levy's always been good. I mean, he's, he's probably a funny a, dude. he's probably a woke fucktard, but uh, you know, I let it slide oh, yeah. sometimes. Him and Dan for sure. Dan uh, definitely has an influencer present, like during COVID and shit. He did. Yeah, he used to be a MTV Canada VJ. Okay, um, that makes sense. He he kind of does seem like a gay Polly Shore, like back in the day. Like, hey, buddy, if he was gay and had bigger eyebrows. Yeah, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, so apparently for this bill, a lot of senators pushed back on it because they saw that this is probably very anti-free speech and anti-democratic. <laughs> so... Uh, they pushed back initially, but then the the government, like liberal government that we have in charge right now under Trudeau, said that they don't intend to use the extreme censorship that the bill presents as a possibility. So they don't intend to use it, guys. Yeah. But it's there. It's always a good argument, right? It's like, so if you don't intend to use it, why is it even written into the bill? It's obviously there for a reason. Uh, so after they said they don't intend to use it, then the bill passed with flying colors. So it's like either they convinced the senators that this is good for the Canadian people, or they persuaded them. That's what I with, think. With an offer they can't refuse sort of thing. Like, I don't know, man. This is some shady, shady shit. What's the Canadian version of like a dead horse head in your bed? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think um, something more you know. friendly and polite. I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know. I they think, get a, you know. they get a fucking letter in the mail that says, "You better not, please, <laughs> please refrain, cease and desist." I you don't want to have to me to <laughs> yell at you. Oh man, no. You know we have some fucked up shit here. Like, there's the. Have you heard of like the Picton Pig Farm? Yeah. Yeah. I know Trudeau's connected to that somehow too. He is. Yeah. Do you know uh, Rock and Roll Space Witch Bailey? uh did she's, she pre she's, did she present Canadian. that on tinfoil hat yeah 
Yes, I heard her thing and I have a clip of it, of her episode on my backup page. Yes, because she did an amazing job. I've tried to reach out to her. I don't she know would, how to. She would be great to talk with. I think Davey Wavy had her on. Okay, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I have a, it's a really good episode, honestly, if people want to dive into the Trudeau-Satanism-Picton connection. Yeah, way back in Tinfoil Hat. It'll, it says, I think it's called Canadian Satanic Death Cult or something. I think yeah, that's right. That's the title of the episode. Really good. Um, so yeah, we have that. That's kind of like our Epstein Island, I think. I think that's how it functions. Yeah. So I think so, a lot of these politicians have, you know, stuff over their head, perhaps. A little, uh... That's... Yeah, I mean, Trudeau... It's hard not to be judgmental, but as an American, Ugh. I can't, I have no ground to stand on. I can't judge you for your politicians no more than you can judge me for mine. I guess that's true. I mean, yeah, we're kind of both in the same boat in a way, but for sure. uh, yeah, so it's really concerning um, because, you know, the government does have the ability to literally control everything we see and hear as Canadians. Um, you know, this is very reminiscent of other countries that have gone the same way, like North Korea, uh, China, Russia has done this before, Nazi Germany did this, they had, um, I believe it was called the National Ministry for Public Enlightenment under the Nazis. So again, it's just like, and that was run by Goebbels, Joseph Goebbels. Yeah, so propagandist. Exactly. It's basically ideological manipulation in the name of national purity or national identity. Or that's what they'll say. They're like preserving Canadian culture under the CRTC. But like, what is Canadian culture? That's a whole other episode. <laughs> Maple syrup. We don't, syrup. Really, ha- we don't really have a culture. That's- when I think of Canada, I think of like <laughs> your your comedians. Yeah, those those like, guys are fun. Like the nineties, just full of like great, great like Kids in the Hall. Kids in the Hall. Um I think Tom Green's from there. Adam yeah. Sandler. Isn't Adam Sandler Canadian? No, I don't think he's Canadian, but okay. he is very funny. Yes. I think he's Canadian. Uh what's his name? Oh, Russell Peters. He's hilarious. Who's he's that? like an he's an Indian guy. Russell Peters. Oh, he's very funny. Sounds actually. familiar. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. We have some good exports. Justin Bieber is Canadian. Sean oh, you have Mendes. some good exports? Sean Mendes. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Sean Mendes. Is that a singer? Yeah, he's like a pop singer. Oh, okay. He's young. He's a young. Oh, and... You know. Rush is Canadian. Rush is Canadian. Yeah. Actually, so my husband did work in one of their condos recently. And like a lot of their album artwork is very occult. Right. But then he was like, my husband was like sending me pictures. He's like, oh, my God, check this out. And there's like a whole like Orthodox Christian altar like in his house. I'm not going to say which one it is, but he, which, I was like, damn. Which, which member? Again, I'm not going to say. But one there's, of only, them. there's only three. So there you go. One of three. I don't want to shout, is it, shout is it, it out. Is it a living I member? It's a living member. Yeah. We're still talking about Rush, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's not Neil Pert. He's dead. I'll never it's say. Be Lee. No one even knows the guitarist's name. Do you? I do. Sam, <laughs> I think we just figured it out. So, <laughs> I mean, look at like 2112, 
their concept album with it's yeah. got it's got Bible verses in it. That's true. The meek shall inherit yeah. the earth. Yeah. Isn't that in the I Bible? I don't know. It does say that in the Bible. I don't know. A lot of the artwork is interesting well, from what I've seen. I'm a fucking band that was trying to make it into the mainstream. I guess. They had to be a little weird. Yeah. Okay, I like Rush for me is hit and miss i won't turn them off i'm not a huge fan my brother loves them i know people it's like their favorite band there you go i mean the dude did have some pipes it's true great musicians well didn't Definitely. he like fucking play bass and then play keyboards with his feet while he was singing oh something like that you have to have satan on your side <laughs> that's just how i look well, at that according to my former guest zachary king that's the only way you can break into the music industry is you sign a contract with the devil you legit have, you have to kill that's your the mom only way that's how it happens yeah he said there's like the exception of maybe two bands that he knows of that have their bands that he likes <laughs> I think one of them he's like he i really like nickelback and they did not have to sign a blood <laughs> oh oath God, nickelback <laughs> please that's a canadian no, embarrassment. oh they're canadian now we're <laughs> yes! getting somewhere okay so nickelback i saw them live in like 97 did you and i knew they were gonna make it and how did you know because they had it and it was their first album wasn't bad and that's true but see what happened to them i just figured it out they didn't they they uh bypassed the satanic blood oath and Maybe. so they were destined to become like the too drunk to sing karaoke at the bar band b-list yeah like honestly frat boys maybe, love nickelback and... maybe that's what a one-hit wonder is but they're like so, a, they're like a 20 hit wonder yeah but like maybe it's like people who are they, legit they gave talented them a taste musicians. of it yeah and they're, they're like, like here's your okay. radio song you want more of these yeah kill your brother we have this guy uh sean desmond is his name he's a canadian pop singer and he was like more popular in the early 2000s again canadian content pushing these people's music so you hear it more in canada it's not so much internationally known but he's coming back more recently because he's buddies with drake now you know the, the black rapper drake, drake. Yeah, but well, half well, black Drake. There's Nickelodeon Drake, and then there's no like rapper Drake. Yeah, isn't, isn't Drake Bell Canadian too? Is what? Isn't Drake Bell Canadian? What do you mean Bell Canadian? Is it Drake Bell Canadian? It's a it's a kid from Nickelodeon. He's not a kid anymore. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, I'm keep, not sure. Keep going. Okay, I, I always have yeah. to like d double check what I'm saying. <laughs> Okay, have, I do that too. Drake Bell, he's American. Sorry. Oh, okay. No worries. But, but he got tied up in some like underage sex scandals. Oh shit. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. So was, Drake, uh, Drake. Oh, he was on Home Improvement. Oh, I loved that show when I was a kid. <laughs> you ever watch Last Man Standing? No. That's his show. The ABC canceled when they found out how conservative tim allen was so fox picked it up and it's the opposite of home improvement he's like a dad of girls oh that's funny and it's good he like owns a sporting goods or he works as his father-in-law's sporting goods store oh man that it's, would be it's good. Worth, my brother says it's great and like that's one thing i'll do if i go to hotels i'll start like watching i'll watch shows. tv and like I, <laughs> I, I there was some channel doing like a marathon of that show and i watched like five of them in a row i thought it was pretty good i'm a sucker for everybody loves raymond so there you go. I love shows like That's that. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's a good, a good one. one. It's like my life, literally. I can I can recognize pieces of my life in every character on that show. 
I'm Italian Canadian, so it's very okay. similar. Is Raymond Canadian? No, I believe oh. he's American. Yeah, but uh, like an Italian American family. It's very funny. Um, what was I saying? <laughs> uh, we were talking about uh, these pop stars, oh. somebody who knew Drake, Desmond. Yeah, so he's making a comeback, this Sean Desmond guy. He's buddies with Drake now all of a sudden. Drake is like promoting him. He had a huge billboard in Young Dundas Square, which is kind of like our Times Square, but like way smaller. Um, and he had like a huge poster with like the one eye. Like, yeah, it was like one of these. I'm not afraid to do it. Clip it, motherfuckers. Yeah, I was like, I commented and I was like, oh, I see you're making a comeback and you signed a deal with the devil. I commented on his on his Instagram and he just, he, he hearted it. He's like, this is going to help me sell. He was like, shit, this girl knows what's up. That's yeah, he creepy. Hard, he hearted my comment. He didn't delete it. No, it's like, it's it's like the reaction you wouldn't expect. Right? He's like, oh, shit. I got blocked by fucking uh, Rob Reiner on my old account. Did you? Why? Because yeah. I said he killed Heather O'Rourke when she was 12 years old. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. You might not like that accusation, right? I oh hope, man! I, I, if he didn't do it, I feel bad. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that was a bit of a. There was like twelve people involved, and I always hear his name, so you know. Oh, there you go. Yeah, we even had uh, Justin Bieber do a campaign for. So we have Tim Hortons here. It's like our Dunkin' Donuts, uh, and he came out with the you know, like, like donut holes, like those treats. Yeah, They're just the little balls of donut. The dough. missing part. Yeah, the missing part. So we call them Timbits here. Uh, under Tim Hortons, they're called Timbits, and he came out with Tim Biebs. So they were the Timbits from Justin Bieber, and he literally had a huge billboard campaign with Timbit over one eye. Like, come was on. Was this before half his face was paralyzed? <laughs> it was around that time. <laughs> Maybe they're know. like, dude, the eye that you can't open, just hold this over it. <laughs> People Honestly, just... <laughs> It was hilarious. I was just like, wow, like, this could this be any more blatant? Now it's... that, to me, <sighs> when you're a rock star and you do a commercial, I think that's the true fucking sacrifice of yourself. Yo, for real. There is Satan, the, you know, ethereal, mythological Satan, and then there's fucking advertising. The corporate Satan. <laughs> Where, like, yeah, I don't... I can't take you serious if you like fucking make a good album and then you're putting out Snickers commercials. I've always been a purist right. when it comes to that kind of shit because you're not an artist if you're just in it for the money. Like, totally. I don't think like, there's don't, wrong don't making even... money from your passion, but if you want to start hawking like horrible products to fucking right. people. Like, don't you have enough money already from your musical success? Why do you need to go like do a Doritos commercial? It's like, about that mansion, baby. Getting I that guess, private right? jet. Yeah. So anyway, back to Bill C-11. Um, it basically just gives the government an excuse to elevate certain content over others. It's extremely dangerous. Um, like, we already had a lot of uh, censorship and, like, um, narrative pushing during the truckers' convoy. Like, every page in the newspaper had only, like, that one picture of, like, a guy holding some, like, pro-Nazi flag who was obviously a plant. Yeah, that was someone like, Trudeau was fucking on the side. Oh, totally. Trudeau's photographer was like following him around. And I only know this because I follow accounts who were there showing live footage of like what was going on, you know, but then like the media will portray it completely differently in the newspapers and, and the six o'clock news. 
right? So this is extremely dangerous because what if then those people's accounts are now getting censored and now nobody will know the real truth, right? It's a dangerous precedent. And basically that's called a dictatorship. Well, I would argue that we're already there. Yeah. Both of <laughs> basically. us. We're in dictatorship light right now. I would yeah. Say. And I mean, is there such a thing? Right, that's true. This is degrees of dictatorship. I don't know, but the totalitarian tiptoe, as David Icke likes to call it. Right. Let's see. Yeah. How's the Restrict Act? I don't know that much about it. Well, it's similar in the fact that they're masquerading as something else. And while you say this is more about like national inclusion, is that what you said? Uh, yeah, masquerading is, as censorship. Ours is more national security. As in, this started out, even though it's not mentioned in the bill one fucking time, this started out as a TikTok ban. That's yeah, what that's what people think that it is, right? That's why they were calling it at first. And, mm. you know, like every... I don't know. Anything that's going to slide in here and do something, like the Patriot Act and all that, they're calling this the Patriot Act of the Internet. Ooh. The Patriot Act 2.0. But... Okay. They're always going to like give it a nice sounding nickname. Of course. Like the Patriot Act was supposed to be fighting terrorism and stopping another 9-11 from happening. Mm -hmm. This is so that China can't steal our information. But it really never singles anybody out, including any app or any foreign adversary, even though in the wording it does oftentimes allude to who you would think was Russia or China or both or North mm. Korea. So just the big boogeyman. So yeah, it's like an unnamed enemy. Yeah. Yeah. People, so it could be anyone. People spying mm. on us. People Your trying own citizens. To, you, well, they don't. So when they talk about us, mm -hmm. U.S. citizens, they're mainly... Referring to us colluding with foreign adversaries or uh, participating in behavior that could be delivering misinformation about elections or pushing foreign propaganda. But we did talk about this briefly earlier. That it does outlaw the use of VPNs. That's and it's not it doesn't flat out say it and they really tiptoe around everything so the language is very open but you know exactly what they're talking about another concerning thing is let's pretend i have a friend and i have a podcast with him and i know that he uses a vpn i could get in trouble for knowing that and and like working with him so it's like uh, mccarthyism it's it's like... a lot like that they want you to, like, tell on your neighbor. Yeah, I mean, and... See, like or I said, the language of the bill doesn't say this. But I just... This is something that if you're interested in it, especially if you're an American citizen, you should just read the bill. Yeah. And there are people out there who can help and break down the language of the bill. Um, I did mention one earlier. I forget her name. But oh, she yeah. Had, Jessica Brainy. She does Congressional Dish is the name of the podcast. And there you go. Nice. Like I was telling Teresa earlier before we started recording, she's very, most of the time, she's very objective in how she approaches this. She just does the, the hard work and the hours and hours it takes to read and analyze every SB or HB 
House or Senate bill. Yeah. Um, yeah, the podcast is called Congressional Dish. And I, that's probably enough. But since I'm looking up her name. She's been on Tinfoil Hat, too. Oh, nice. Jennifer Brainy. So, oh, like, Jeff pickle with a, <laughs> with a Y at the end. Um, So, this bill, as most bills are, they're meant to, like, say they're going to fight something, and, that, and it's just a bill against us. And there was footage of Lindsey Graham. Somebody... I don't know who it was. I think it was another member of the House or because he's a senator, but it was somebody that was just questioning him about, so you think such and such and such and such and such and such? And he was like, no, never. And they're like, will you support this bill? And he's like, is that what the bill says? And they're Doesn't like, yeah. Know. And they pull oh it out and, tell, and show him. And he's like, I thought it was just like a TikTok ban. Oh it's like, you know, he's probably got like AIDS that read it. And yeah, and just tell him they like, know the what he's points. looking for and what he wants. And then, you know, these things oftentimes, I don't know how it works in Canada. It's probably similar, but mm -hmm. we will have bills come on to be voted and they have two days to decide. But the actual bill is like several thousand pages long. And all the fine print that's probably near the back is where the, the, the hard... Shit. scary stuff that's is. where it's yeah <laughs> yeah they like put a layer of frosting on it and then at the very end and they're like also we can take your first bird child if you don't wear a mask <laughs> fyi actually i i just saw the liberal government in canada is uh promoting something called every last one of us or something i forget the exact name it's some campaign about vaccinating everyone who is not they're still like still going well, with didn't, that and i'm like wow trudeau just kind of like backpedaled on that recently he was talking about how he didn't didn't force, force any anyone to do it yeah and i also saw chelsea clinton came out with a quote like recently saying that um we need to vaccinate everyone who is not yet or every child in america or something like is that. is that the same week she was defending pornography in school probably because i mean that's what i saw her in the news for recently honestly and doesn't that just tie it back to like the satanic agenda yes like a sickening whatever if you don't want i to can't hear satanic, clinton without thinking satan person right yeah honestly it whether you want to label it as satanic or not clearly it's dark and evil and fucked up you know i think most people can probably agree with that uh it's uh it's an interesting time we're living in you know yeah i mean i don't really have much else to say about the restrict act i did spend a couple afternoons and evenings reading through it and it's pretty boring but <laughs> when you understand the implications of it it's yeah. it's not boring it's one of the craziest things that i've seen in a while but we always have this stuff come around every few years in in this country where Maybe net neutrality is about to be voted on and everybody's flipping out over that because we're going to lose the right to use the internet the way we do now. Or then it's the SOPA Act, which was cleaning up a lot of the... And what it was trying to do was be, you know, 
morale and virtue. This was going to be cleaning up sexual stuff off the internet. And, oh, really? <laughs> but it was clearly, just, clearly it was, failed. It was just complete oversight again. Oh. Stop online piracy. Okay, so it was that's the SOPA and PIPA. So the SOPA bill is stop online piracy and the Protect IP Act are bills that oh. were introduced. So this was the net neutrality thing was more recent. This was back in 2012. Okay. Well, that's around the time of the Smith Mund Act, isn't it? Well, the Smith Mund Act is old, 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 but it was. Then they like revised it under Obama. Yeah, well, Obama did make it technically legal again to use propaganda on U.S. citizens, but it also was being done before that. He, oh, but sure. <laughs> I mean, the Smith Mund Act. When we did our Operation Mockingbird episode, it came up a few times and. Mm -hmm. It has been revised, like, if I remember correctly, a long time ago. This was our second episode. Uh, it's like 50 to 60 times it's been revised since since it was put into play. And it was like, oh, wow. I think, fuck, before Reagan even. Either before him or, like, during Reagan that it yeah. came up. But it was mainly about foreign stuff when it first was written, like keeping foreign propaganda and and us being able to propagandize other countries but yes. then, then it was revised enough times where they could turn it inward even yeah. though they already had so anyway uh that the net neutrality the this new one the strict act it also makes me think that they just keep us on our toes like this is something mm -hmm. we can lose but i just talked to brandy renee about um her thread that she did i she did this thread about how they've been infiltrating the the alt fringes since like openly since obama with just coming in and i mean shit bill cooper thinks that he was being felt fed false info about ufos like he he before he died mentioned that some of his book yeah. The whole Depel horse was written from information that he was given by intelligence agencies and stuff like that. So anyway, it's been happening for a while, but she mentioned the fact that the internet is too powerful mm. as far as their means to control and surveil us. Why would they take it away from us? And we kind of came to the conclusion that maybe they just do keep us on our toes every few years. But yeah, they're going to censor the fuck out of it and they're going to watch us, but are they ever going to just take it? How are they going to monitor can. us? Yeah, well, they, I don't think they exactly. I don't think they can fully take it because that's the means by which they do keep tabs on us and surveil so much. Yeah, I think a lot of people, and I'm one of them at times, I've said this, but just think that at some point they're going to crash the internet and when it comes back online it's going to be like china's internet like you have mm. a pr government approved websites you can use it for commerce you can use it for your day-to-day -day tasks but there's no more chat rooms there's no more podcasts there's no more any of that and i just at the end of the day i go back and forth on it but i'm kind of leaning towards they can't give up that i mean it's yeah. like they're watching yeah. us right now if they want to well, and then, you know, I think um, they can't control countercultural movements as easily, too. Like we brought up Tavistock earlier. Like, how could they 
propagate and control like a countercultural movement if they don't have the internet nowadays. Right? So I think they, they observe us and see these little like circles of influence that go on and then they infiltrate those circles. Right? Yeah. That's something that might start organically as like an alternative media movement or you know, conspiracy podcasting, whatever it is, right? Even forms of music or art, then they go in and they like infiltrate that or see how they can use it to their own benefit. Yeah. Yeah. It's just too much. Fully... Well, that's what the, the Canadian government's saying. They're never gonna fully censor Canadian citizens. They won't do it, even though it's in the bill, if they want. Like, but I could see them doing it in the sense of like what happened with the trucker convoy. Because I think the personally that the convoy was sort of allowed to happen so that they could enact the emergency act which would give like the government certain powers that they don't normally have um so they could use it in that sort of situation so you think that it happened organically and then rather than stamp it out they took the opportunity to use this as yes. the okay exactly i mean it might not have happened organically but people mm. think that it's possible I don't know. I what hope do that think? it was organic. I mean, you know what? It raged so much, like, morale amongst those of us who were so, like, felt defeated for so long. It was really, like, beautiful to see. So even if they did start it not organically, I think it backfired on them, you know? So, yeah. But then when I started to see, like, convoys happening in other parts of the world, I was like, hmm. Yeah, there's some copycats, and it, yeah, it, none of them are. really gathered the steam that yours had. No, this not the same movement that the Canadian one did because it was the first, I guess. So, have yeah. you seen the, um, you know, the Illuminati cards? I've seen some of them, yeah. So, there's a, yeah, that game was. Isn't made, there a trucker thing? Yeah. Yeah, I know, I saw that, and I was the, like, mm. it was made in the 80s, of course, that it's been revised several times, but we did an episode about predictive programming and we just mainly focused on the simpsons 9-11 and then the illuminati cards oh gosh and the illuminati cards they're fun my mom <laughs> i don't know where they are but she sent me a deck of them for christmas after that oh my god your mom's the best <laughs> yeah she's my mom's like fucking alex jones level i love it yeah i mean she doesn't watch alex jones i think she i is. think she fucking got turned by conspiracy playtime honestly there you go. But she's all see, my mom made me who I am by allowing like open ended dialogue and thought and Yeah. You know, a lot of people's parents would have been like, You have a podcast about conspiracy theories? Neat. And never like tuned in. She was like all <laughs> I mean, she fucking gives us t shirts, conspiracy playtime, or she made disinformation Aww. hoodies and sent That's that so cute. Oh my god. Yeah, she's all in. It. So um yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like we covered it. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about C-11 or the Restrict Act or any Satan Con or any of it? No, I just think um, there was one Canadian senator who sort of stood against it and was warning, like, you know, this is going very much the way of, like... Is this somebody you were familiar with beforehand? No, I never heard his name before. I can get the name. I actually didn't write that's it down. Okay. That's not right. But uh, he apparently is also a creative writer and uh contributing to like the arts and canadian culture uh so he was like don't you guys see that this is leading to like a prison of self-censorship 
So is he the think, sole opposition in this, or there? He was like one of the only senators, like speaking common sense. What and he party actually, is he from? I don't know. You guys have actually. a few. We have like two, sometimes three or four, but mostly we two. Have a few. I'll have to look it up. I would assume he's probably a conservative, but that's just an assumption based okay. on what he's saying. But uh, he compared it to like uh, a speech that Cicero gave. And he said that, again, this is very much going like the way of Nazi Germany. Like this is a, a step you cannot come back from. Like we are on, we are here. We are at the dictatorship door. And it's like really concerning as a Canadian and as like, you know, somewhat of a content creator. I mean, I just literally jump on a microphone and run my mouth, but you know, if people don't get any other perspective, then who's the watchdog of the government? The, the watchdog of the government is supposed to be journalists, citizens, that was the idea, right? media. That's what it's supposed to be. But it hasn't been for quite some time. It's been the, the weapon of the government, if anything. Well, that's why I always, you know, like I said earlier before we started recording, I live in an area of the country where it's mostly a red state oregon mm -hmm. if you travel around but the big pockets of populated areas are blue as fuck so oregon's always been democrat for as long as i could remember i think we had a holy shit the sun just came out <laughs> it's really bright i think we had a republican governor in 1982 the year before i was born but ever since oh, wow. then it's just automatic so I'm, a, I'm surrounded. I'm in Southern Oregon where the town I actually work in is very woke and blue and BLM um, and nothing wrong with Black Lives Mattering, but the movement can fuck off. And, yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Just the latest trend, the latest addition to the LGBTQI, LMNMP, 2S+. The alphabet plus. people. Yeah. So That's I, Dave, I, Dave Chappelle calls them the <laughs> alphabet people. And it's funny too because the alphabet agencies used to be like you know the three letter and now and then it was like the news networks for the alpha and now it's gender yeah. ideology but so i'm surrounded by these people and i mm -hmm. talk with them and i always bring this up like how can your ideology and your line of thought why can it just fall right in line with corporate america the government everything you see on tv you just happen to agree with all of that just by chance right or are you on the wrong side of this it's like you so act like bizarre. you're on the fringes but you, there's no fringe to be had where you're standing like dude you are the mainstream i don't get it yeah they've totally it's that's i think the most amazing thing to me that they have accomplished like the tavistocks and the you know the think tanks of the world that they have literally inverted the culture and i think that's a great place to end it off probably because what is it that satan does he inverts and perverts everything. He turns your Audi into an innie. <laughs> he turns your, your he into a she. <laughs> or your penis into a sheenus. <laughs> like, honestly, that's what he does. You know? Um, so they've turned, like, you know, conservatives into, like, middle of the road. And they've turned uh, socialists into communists. and Like, they've just moved the needle, like, so far. I, in university, probably would have been considered a leftist. 
I'm liberal to this day. They just yeah, don't was, use the word right. Exactly. I'm like, on the side of liberty. Liberal. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, sorry. That's which, been inverted. Which definition, which era are we using of that definition? Because now it means something different than it did 15 years ago. There's no liberals in America. It's crazy to me. Not anybody yeah. who, like, participates in politics anyway. They they stay away from it. The true right. liberals. But. Well, like, that's why I didn't go into journalism or advertising because I didn't want to contribute to, like, this mess that I observed as a younger person, you know. Your kids but eat macaroni and cheese. Organic. Not craft. No, God, no! I think if I ate that shit, I'd break out in a rash. Honestly. Well, it should do that to you. The people that can eat that stuff and just, you know, the damage is unseen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there. we do eat some junk food. I'm, I'm not, not against it. I'll fucking but... have some mac and cheese. Craft dinner is good, man. But it tastes like, delicious, but to live solely on the Betty Crocker diet. No. And the you know, the boxed foods. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I, I am a parent, so I do resort sometimes to those kinds of things, but yeah. You know, it's not the norm in our house, I would say. But again, I didn't want that to be my legacy. Like I remember being like twenty three years old, twenty four years old, and being like, Do I want my life's work to be convincing people to buy mac and cheese? And like jello and kool-aid is this really what i want to do with my life and the no. connotations of kool-aid i mean <laughs> yeah exactly drink the kool-aid right oh yeah <laughs> the kool-aid man yep. remember that guy i remember hey. him bursting through walls yes I was it Family Guy where he does that and everybody just looks at each other and they like scream and like run out of the house. like what the fuck was that Family Guy? I was Family Guy or Simpsons maybe somebody one of those one of, the, one of those yeah oh man too funny might have been yeah. kids in the hall or not kids in the hall but the whitest kids you know oh never see them never seen that oh they're like the American kids in the hall okay nice. they were in they had to have been influenced but they've got some oh you should just. <laughs> see what comes up on youtube if you ever want some funny shit they have one it. called the nerf nuke which i recommend okay and then they have the civil war on drugs which is like the civil war told like if there's stoners and stuff oh my then. god that's funny that's great i like that show drunk history it's great yeah it's so funny oh man but yeah exactly i think that's the whole guys the satanic inversion but maybe there's a reason for that maybe it's to wake people up for lack of a better term to drive people back to some sort of truth or seeking god in some way you know i think that there is ultimately all this sh shit is for our benefit in the end you know yeah i i cannot stay too attached to the the fight between light and dark because that's existence Exactly. Even, even if you're not religious, even if you are time. materialist, it's light and dark. I mean, it's you can't yeah. see it. It's constantly going on, and we wouldn't be here without it. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's the driver of humanity. It's the human mm -hmm. story over and over again. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason that utopia, isn't it literally mean that something that cannot exist or some shit like that? It really couldn't. It can't, and it would be boring. And yeah. that's what the woke crowd wants. Yeah, they want to. They want no weird. adversity in their day to day life. They just want to be like, mm hmm. Easy and they peasy. want, they want like a bald spot between their legs, like a Ken doll. And like, so that's where this shit's leading. I mean, you know, one of my favorite surprises about like movies that got it right. Cause what? this one, Demolition Man. 
with Stallone and Wesley Snipes. Okay, I haven't seen that probably in like a long time. Exactly. So you don't ever think of that one. You think of like 1984 and... Or like Terminator. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Demolition Man is closer to what we're moving towards in any of them. Okay, so think of this. Yeah, I'm going to rewatch it. They have outlawed cursing. Remember that? Mm, that's right. There is no art. Every fucking song on the radio is a commercial. Oh my God. Like Taco Bell commercial. Taco Bell is health food. Um, Yo. They they don't touch. When they meet, they go like this. That's how they shake hands. Remember, they, it's like a high five that yeah, stops. Yeah, that's right. They don't have sex. When Sandra Bullock finally like convinces Stallone that they're going to fuck, she makes she hands him a headset. He's like, can we just do it the old-fashioned way? She's like, that's such a good point. The exchange of bodily fluids. Are you are you kidding me? Yeah, no. and then and then there's like the rebels who are the terrorists that live underground. They eat like rat burgers, and that's right. It is oh a ri- they got it right. Like we are moving towards that more than we're moving towards anything else right now. I would agree with you. Everybody, sure. wears, and all the men are like nutless wonders. They're all really emasculated and like feminine, and they have they wear like the it was before fucking Hunger Games. They wear like those really colorful, extravagant outfits, and yeah, I'd say watch it again. I'm going to because now yeah. I'll watch it with a you know a whole new set of eyes. I don't know. How I thought it was, was a little silly when it came out. I enjoyed it as a movie, but it's deeper than I ever thought. There you go. That's very interesting. Yeah, well, sorry to keep going, but uh, there was a law passed, I think it was maybe Utah? Or it's like an anti-porn bill? Yeah, it was Utah. Yeah, and I was like, okay, that's, like, I'm not pro-porn, but like, can you really outlaw something like that? Of like, course we're moving you this can, way. but you're going to move it underground. Just exactly, like- and then you get become this like ultra, like, moralistic superior society, and then that's what ends up creating rebellion- you know, well, see, in another hundred years. And it's the right? backlash to this fucking drag kids bullshit. Which your country, by the way, with the drag queen and the kids is, is passing America. Oh, like, God. Do you have a show coming out called Drag Kids? We covered a show on disinfobation that was... Uh, is that on CBC? Yeah. It was drag <laughs> queen. It is. It was drag queens going into the classroom and interviewing uh. students. And it looks like they're like set up in chairs facing each other. It's set up almost like a weird twisted dating oh. game. But they're like, what? Have you ever seen a drag queen before? And the kids are just like, no, I'm nervous. Yeah. And they're like, be- Why are you nervous? And then they have them saying how cool it is at the end of it. And like, oh, where, where do you man. shop for your clothes? Like one of the little boys at first is just so like, what the fuck is this? That I'm wow. That's really scary. Honestly. But yeah, anyway, I, yeah. <laughs> this Utah shit to me is the natural progression of things when yeah. the conservatives take a stance against like totally. persuading kids to cut their dicks off or well, and, having them go to a drag show. Then you're going to be like, yeah. why, why don't we just outlaw porn? You're going to exactly. get there. And Utah is not, they're not alone. This is going to spread. That's, I think, the whole point, you know. NY and I talk about this all the time on, on his shows. Um, that is just the pendulum swing, you know, like they, they are promoting this perversion so hard that they want to turn it back into this like ultra fascist, ultra moralistic society. Like the rise of dictators happens for a reason, you know, Hitler and Stalin and Mussolini didn't come out of nowhere. Yeah. They had to convince the (laughs) masses and that's like the best ones don't take it by force. Nope. The people Mm. just follow because they're tired of the other extreme. They're looking for an answer, for a savior, for leadership and order. There's so much chaos and 
destruction in the world right now. People are going to cling to order when it comes so hard. They'll willingly embrace it. Don't you think no. like the next Hitler will be Zelensky? No, I don't think he's. I don't think he's smooth enough for no, that. No, I don't. I don't even mean like organically. I mean, I think they're setting us up for that. Oh, like they're trying to make him into that. Maybe. Well, he. It's like the same things that happened with the CIA and Osama bin Laden and uh, Saddam Hussein, where we funded these fuckers in in wars, mm. and both those wars were also against. Well, with a, with bin Laden, that was a, a Russian thing just like this Ukraine stuff. And we did train him and he kept asking for more. Yeah. And eventually he said, fuck you, America. Yeah. And I never that's... thought he, I never think I thought Osama bin Laden really existed. Other like than Kaiser Soze. He was a character. He was a real guy in the beginning. And then he became the boogeyman. I think they could yeah. do that with Zelensky. They could. That would be interesting. I don't know. Stay tuned, right? I think like we have to watch for whoever gets elected next in so, this like, country, in in America and Canada. So we have Biden, obviously now. Uh, obviously, Trudeau's going to get elected forever. No, I don't know. <laughs> Is I there term limits for prime ministers? Oh, I think it's two. Well, how fucking long has he been in there? Oh, Trudeau. No, maybe, maybe there is no limit. Sorry, How long I don't has he, even he's know been? Politics. Well, what it's is been he... at least two, but he called an election early. Let me look this up real quick. Okay. Is there term limits? Oh, for, <laughs> comes up right away. Um, no, it does not have term limits. Ah, I, you you had to come learn something in an American shit. podcast. Damn, maybe that's America. That's two terms. It is America. See, this is a, an example of Canadians not knowing their own culture. See, <laughs> usually that's what we're guilty of down here. Oh, God. No, but um, whoever comes next, there's this guy, Pierre Poilievre. He's, like, he's like your Trump. He's like, well, he's like um, a conservative Obama, I would say. He's like Obama and Stephen Harper had a baby. Stephen Harper. Stephen Harper was a Canadian prime minister yeah. uh, a while ago who was like staunch conservative, uh, good good leader, as a lot of people would describe. But um, Like a Reagan type? like a reagan exactly but uh pierre is very polished he knows exactly the right thing to say he's very much like an obama and like how he speaks but then he has the conservative like twist so i'm like watch that one okay. i don't know no whoever, i've heard other people whoever comes say next whoever comes next is going to be interesting because i feel like a lot of the more maybe corporate environmentalism is going to come in under that conservative wing like we saw we were talking briefly before about elon musk and how he's taken over twitter supposedly you know free speech but it actually censorship is at an all-time high on twitter right yep for the good of the people yeah i just we we both know how the other feels about elon musk it's just <laughs> and it's not how i feel about him that upsets me it's how i see him still leading the flock to slaughter and I mean, being the Trojan horse for technocracy, I didn't know it would be so goddamn obvious. Because right? it is. God. You is only that just have to because look... we're is that because we're aware, or is that because it is really that obvious? Well, like, I, I feel like I think RFK it's... is like this. Yeah, RFK is yeah. he's the Elon of uh, politics, and Tucker Carlson is the Elon of the alt media now. Because no, he fucking got fired by Fox two weeks ago, and all of a sudden he's a savior. He's gonna be the Alex Jones of our parents' generation. He definitely will. You and know, 
my parents will be like, well, Tucker said. <laughs> well, my mom likes him. Yeah, I mean, he's likable. Like, uh, I think he's... A, he's <laughs> likable, maybe. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. dislike him. I know what he is. and Yeah. Uh, I don't anyway, buy anything he says, but yeah. I think the reason Elon's so successful with it is because he knows how tribal people are. And he's like, if I just talk shit, it's like what Trump did. If I just talk shit about what all these people are pissed off about, they'll rally behind me. Absolutely. Exactly. I don't know how people can't see it. Like, they just say like three key words in their speech. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah. Like, and, in, and in a tweet, you only really need three words. I've seen three word tweets from Elon start a fucking like revolution right honestly it's crazy but maybe we should revisit this in a little bit see how the how the censorship is going and playing out well i do want to get you back on at some point to talk about this other thing that you mentioned it's a catholic uh prophecy what's it called again the illumination of conscience see just those words like it sounds interesting it is interesting yeah we can definitely do that uh another time for sure all right well thank you everybody I'll, I'll stop recording and then we can say goodbyes and you can tell me about that other thing. Oh, yeah. Thanks for watching, players. Uh, it's been a good one. I, I mean, it was all over the place, but I think we just wanted to talk about some Satan shit and some censorship shit and some woke shit. And I think we covered all of those pretty extensively for the... I don't think it's even been quite two hours, but thank you, Teresa, with an H, for coming on. And uh, it's always a pleasure talking to you. And do you want to let the listeners slash viewers know where they can find all your good shit? Sure. So thank you so much for having me on. Sorry, I, like jumped all over the place, I feel. but That's what you're supposed to do here. It's playtime. I had a great time. It's always a pleasure chatting with you. And your episode on The Spiritual Gangsters will be coming out soon, I think. Um, I have like a few to put out, sorry. But um, yes, please come check out the Spiritual Gangsters podcast. Um, that's on all the major podcast platforms, YouTube and Rumble, and also the other shows I co-host on NY Patriot Show and The Occult Rejects. All good shows. I've been on all of them and I approve. Woohoo. Until I was on, I was like, fuck those guys. But they had me on. Now I like them. <laughs> Just kidding. Not true. I actually hadn't listened to Spiritual Gangsters before I was on, but oh. it's a really good show. You never know what you're going to get. The guests vary as do their stories. Sometimes it's like an in-depth personal journey. Sometimes it's like people talking shit about Elon Musk. Right? It could be anything. <laughs> exactly. But I think it's you do focus chat. mainly on like people's like stories, which is cool. I think yeah. a lot of podcasts could use more of that. Yeah, personal stories. I like if people can kind of recognize a piece of themselves in the guests. So everyone's got a story to tell. You. All right. With that said, we will sign off and enjoy. I think uh, around the corner will be cosmic peach and i talking about courtney love that'll probably be from when this drops that'll be the next one that drops so all right stay tuned and uh keep your eyes open out there watch for the bullshit good night <laughs>